0: Hello everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Tuesday, June the sixth. No, not the sixteenth. June the fourteenth, twenty twenty-two. Uh, I mean, it's right here in front of me. Well, I don't know why I struggle with this so much. It's Tuesday, June the fourteenth, twenty twenty-two. <laughs> Thank you guys for working with me. Thanks for working with me, man. I you know I, I give it, I give it a whirl, but. Um, but yeah, so today we are uh, moving into Proverbs chapter 8, and um, as we continue our journey through the book of Proverbs this summer, just kind of a little uh, hiatus from our readings through the Christian calendar that we've been doing for better part of a year, just trying to fill our minds with a little bit of wisdom, and I love Proverbs because it's a you know, just practical. In fact, this weekend at Pro- at Bayside, I'm going to be Father's, day's, Father's Day message. And I think I'm going to go back to a proverb we went over just a few uh, days ago. I'm going to go back over to Proverbs chapter 3 and preach from that this weekend. Uh, it's a great, you know, Proverbs is a great Father's Day text because it's wisdom passed from a father to a son. You know, wisdom passed on from dad. You know what I'm saying? And so um yeah just kind of talk about that a little bit some wisdom that we can pass on but also some wisdom that we can embody ourselves as uh, as fathers as dads really as all of for all of us but this weekend father's day so hey heads up reminder courtesy courtesy reminder here that this Sunday is father's day so you know the fathers in your life be sure to say thank you Give them a shout-out. Recognize them. Yeah. All right, you guys, let's do this. Uh, also, by the way, uh, I each, each day I provide the readings uh, for that particular day of the Christian calendar, so uh, going back to the previous reading plan we were going through, uh, even though we've kind of exited off of that and are doing our own thing here through the book of Proverbs, I... I still put those on there for you, just in case you want to continue in those readings. And so today, uh, again, this Tuesday in this first week after Pentecost, um, first week after Pentecost. I don't know what I said earlier, but it's the first week after Pentecost. Uh, Tuesday is Ruth chapter 1, 19 through 20, uh, 19 through chapter 2, verse 13. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 through 2, 8, and then Luke. 13, 10 through 17. Again, those are right below in the episode notes. So, you know, if you want to check those out, just look down in the episode notes and they'll be the daily readings for today if you want to do further reading uh, with the reading plan. All right. Well, uh, you know, this is unscripted, unrehearsed, unfiltered. So we just go with it, see what the Lord says to us through his word. Thank you for being on. Thank you for being part of this awesome community. As we read, we pray, we change the world. So let's do it. Let's uh, read Proverbs, chapter 8. Does not wisdom call aloud? There's that theme again, right, of wisdom calling out, just like foolishness does. Folly calls out too, Uh, but wisdom calls out, tries to call call out for our attention. Does not understanding raise her voice? Again, wisdom personified here, like a woman. Like a wise woman, like a sister that we read in chapter seven, that we want to welcome into our presence. Verse two. At the highest point along the way, where the paths meet, she takes her stand. So she's going up to a high point to get your attention. Hey, there's a better way to live. I've got some wisdom for you. I got some uh, some guidance, some instruction, some understanding. It's available. She's not like she's hiding, not like she's whispering it, not like you have, you don't have to go on this, you know, safari to discover it. She's like trying to make it available. She's beside the gate leading into the city, at the entrance, she cries out, very public, very visible. To you, O people, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. All right, so she's trying to get your attention. She's trying to give you some wisdom here. Just give me a hearing. I can help you. I can help you. <laughs> you ever see people like that? You're like, man, I, I could really help you with it. If you just ask, I could really help you. They don't. Most of the time they don't ask. And there's probably people that are around in our lives. You know, if they if he would help, if he would ask me, I would help him. Verse four. To you, O people, I call out raise raise voice to all my can. Verse five. You who are simple, gain prudence. Prudence, the simple, right? The sim- simpletons, those uh, those who are inexperienced, those who are um, uh, young, and uh, wet behind the ears, as we said yesterday. Um, so the the simple, the simple should um, get prudence. And uh, prudence, you know, cautiousness, awareness, uh, you know, I think of, you know, <laughs> there was a little kid's story called Brute, Prudence. I think it was a potty training book. <laughs> uh, that's a great name for uh, a, a, the character of a potty training book. I'm pretty sure it was a potty training book we had with our kids. And the, the, the key character who was being, you know, was trying to figure out pro- potty training was prudence. <laughs> cautiousness. <laughs> uh, you got to be aware. Like, what's happening here? Oh, time to potty. <laughs> so simple, those who are simple, you got to be prudent. Set your, gain prudence That's what verse 5 says. You who are foolish, set your hearts on it. So if you're simple, gain some understanding, gain some cautiousness, some concern, some, some awareness. You who are foolish, turn your hearts towards it. Verse 6. Uh, listen, for I have trustworthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. Again, pers- wisdom personified here, saying, "Look, I've got some trustworthy, some things that have been proven true." That's what wisdom is. This whole body of of uh, material called we call wisdom literature, has been proven true. It's not a hypothesis. It's been proven true. It works. It's it's how the world works. It's it's a gift. You don't have to rediscover it. You don't have to. We don't have to. Tr- you know, trip up on and stumble upon. We can. It's actually available to us. It's true. It's been tried and tested. It's been proven right. Verse seven. My mouth speaks what is true. For my lips detest the wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse, verse 9. To the discerning, all of them are right. They are upright to those who have found knowledge. So uh, the upright, the prudent, prudent, the discerning, uh, they recognize the truth of wisdom. They're like, that's wise, that's true. Uh, so those those of wisdom recognize wisdom when they see it. So the discerning, they recognize wisdom. We want to be that. We want to be the discerning. We want to be the wise. So that when wisdom is spoken, we're like, yep. May not be popular, but that's true. May not be uh may not be politically correct, but that's the truth. May not hear it very often, but that's true. That's what we want to be. We want to be those people who can identify wisdom. Yeah. Verse 10. Verse 9, to the discerning, all of them are right. They are upright to those who have found knowledge. Verse 10, choose my instruction instead of silver, knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Wow. Mm I like that, man. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Wisdom, the wisdom of God. In many ways, Jesus was the incarnate wisdom of God. Uh, he was the uh, the revelation of, the, of all the Godhead. In him, all the fullness of the Godhead dwelled in bodily form. All the wisdom, all the knowledge, all that is God. God in flesh. And all of the wisdom of the Old Testament, even the wisdom that it leads us to the person of Jesus who was filled with what he embodied this, he applied this. He not only had wisdom, he applied it. For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Verse 12, I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. Hmm. <laughs> you got wo- uh, you got wisdom and little prudence. I re- I can see the little the little character. There's a little girl prudence and it was a red book and she had a little potty and she was she was learning how to do it. <laughs> prudent. You got to be cautious. You got to be prudent. Well, wisdom and prudence dwell together. It's true man, wisdom and cautiousness dwell together basically wisdom a big piece of wisdom is is understanding the uh is, is that taking time to understand consequences is taking time to understand uh the uh, the uh, the possibilities it's kind of walking with eyes wide open being willing to see it from the other side um the, uh, the the negative possibility, the negative outcomes. It's about understanding that the the direction going back to direction determines the destination. Wisdom takes into account, like honestly evaluates uh, one's direction with prudence, cautiously. So here we see that wisdom and prudence dwell together. I mean, a companion of wisdom is prudence. It's a cautiousness. It's an awareness. It's it's not a uh, it's not a haphazardness. Um, I I wisdom dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. So prudence and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. That's pretty clear, and that's not very ambiguous. That's pretty clear. That's straight up. <laughs> to fear the Lord is Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech. Wisdom. Wisdom hates this. This is wisdom talking, right? Wisdom hates pride and arrogance, evil speech, uh, evil behavior, and perverse speech. So you can't be wise and ungodly, they don't go together. You know, you, you, you can't do that. You can't say, well, you know that person is really wise. They don't they don't love God. They're ungodly, but they're super wise. Well, no they're not actually. <laughs> it's uh those two cannot those two not those two can't exist but together. That is godliness and wisdom. Because the beginning of wisdom is what the fear of the Lord. So if someone is uh void of the fear of the Lord, they are therefore not in the counsel of the wise. Now, it is possible to love God. Listen, you can love God and not be wise. That's true. It's true. It doesn't mean you're not saved. Doesn't mean you don't have a relationship with Jesus, but it's possible to be godly and unwise. But it is not possible to be ungodly and wise. You can't. You can be godly and wise, but you can't be ungodly and wise. Mm-hmm. Now, you can be ungodly and unwise. <laughs> there's a lot of that. <laughs> there's a whole lot of that. <laughs> that isn't to say that an ungodly person is uh, doesn't have some sort of wisdom in some areas of their life. Now, sure, we can learn from ungodly people. Uh, you know, There's some type people that may not have a relationship with Jesus, but you can learn something from them about how to manage money. There may be someone that doesn't doesn't know Jesus, but you can learn something about them about how to run a business. Uh, there may be someone who doesn't know Jesus, but they have a particular skill or talent or trade that they're or craft that they're really good at. We can learn from them, of course. We can gain some wisdom, as it were, from uh, uh, around that topic from an ungodly person or an unsaved person, but. In the most important things of life, they don't provide wise counsel about how to order your life. They may give you a tip on how to uh, build something or how to order something or organize, but they don't give you the kind of wisdom that helps us order our very lives to direct the paths of our lives. The ungodly can't do that because they don't have the fear of the Lord. All of their counsel is going to be empty. It's only going to take you so far. It'll take you a little ways, but it won't take you that far. Even even counseling, I mean, can can a can an unsaved counselor help you? Yeah, they can help you a little bit, but can they help you in the things that are most important in life? Nope, they can't. Not if they ignore the spiritual aspect of our lives. Not if they ignore the uh, the the the, uh, the fear of the Lord, a relationship with God. If they ignore that, no, they can't. There's a point at which their their therapies and their help will fail may help you get over the hump, but will it will will it take you home? Nope. It won't. Won't take you all the way home. Verse 14. Counsel, here you go. Look, I didn't even read ahead, guys. I'm telling you. I didn't I didn't want to read ahead, but I'm just telling you what the word of God says. The very next line, verse 14. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. So where does true counsel come from? It comes from the wisdom of God. So if you want true counsel, you need to find a competent person who has a relationship with Jesus. Notice I said a competent person who has a relationship with Jesus, which is to say that there are people who have a relationship with Jesus who may be incompetent. And they have, what, they're godly but not wise. So we want both. We want someone who's godly and wise. Because counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have insight and I have power, says says wisdom, says the wisdom of God. Verse 15. By me kings reign and rulers issue decrees that are just, which are fair. By me, princes govern and nobles, all and noble by me, princes govern and nobles all who rule on the earth. I love those who love me. You love wisdom, she's gonna love you back. That's what they're saying. You love wisdom. You, we, we, if, we, if we live our lives where we care about wisdom, we want to we embody wisdom. We love wisdom, and we order our lives in such a way that shows it's going to love us back. Verse 17, I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me. Again, she's a woman out on the street, up on the hilltop, yelling, hey, I'm right here. I have wisdom. I can help you. If you seek wisdom, we can find it. this is a long chapter i just i just glanced over at the end we got 36 verses we're just halfway with me are riches and honor enduring wealth and prosperity my fruit is better than fine gold the fruit of wisdom is better than riches Mm -hmm. what i yield surpasses choice silver i walk in the way of righteousness along the paths of justice so wisdom is consistent with righteousness and justice. That's the the way of wisdom. Always uh, is a path of righteousness and a path of justice. So if we're walking down a path and it is filled with unrighteousness or unfairness or wickedness or cheating or lying, then it is not the path of the w- of the wise, because the path of the wise is a way of righteousness and it's a path of justice. Verse 21: Bestowing, wisdom, bestowing rich inheritance on those who love me and making their treasures full. And that's a tremendous promise. We live according to the wisdom of God. We're going to have a rich inheritance. The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. He formed this whole world with wisdom. That's what, it was, what the word is kind of letting us see. The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. So wisdom, God has created this world in with order, with, with, um, with a certain uh, consistency to it, predictability. And so um, wisdom, wisdom has been there since the beginning, and the wisdom, in God's wisdom, he, he brought forth this world. Verse 23, I was formed long ages ago at the very beginning, when the world came to be wisdom has been there from day one just as much as you know the uh, the elemental the elementary forces of physics and and biology and chemistry wisdom has been there the wisdom of god when there were no watery depths i was given birth when there were no springs that were flowing with water before the mountains were settled in place before the hills i was given birth before he made the world or its fields or any of the dust of the earth, I was there. The wisdom of God was there. I was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizons on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep. Before the creation of the world, before the creation of everything, God created all that is in wisdom. when he gave the sea its bound boundary so the waters would not overstep his command, and when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence. Wisdom was there. Rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind. Now then, Verse 32, my children, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. He's saying God created this whole world in wisdom. Wisdom was there from the very beginning. Wisdom, it's, it's, it's embedded in creation itself, the wisdom of God. So blessed are those who keep the ways of wisdom. You're not going to win, right? So the point is like you're not going to go, you're not going to go against wisdom and win. You're not. We, we aren't. We have to order our lives according to wis- the wisdom of God. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not disregard it. Blessed, who wants to be blessed? Right here, right here. I want to be blessed. Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway, like eager, to learn, eager to hear more of wisdom. That's the blessed. For those who find me, find life. And receive favor from the Lord. Hmm. Verse thirty-five. That's a good one. That for those who find me, those who find wisdom find life, and receive favor from the Lord. It's an interesting thing. The more we align our lives, the more we align our lives with the wisdom of God. The more we find the favor of God. Why? Because the favor of God is consistent with the wisdom of God. The more fa- the more we align our lives in wisdom, the more we will discover favor. Like, how can I get, how, I want to I sit under the favor of God. Here's here's the steps. Align your life with the wisdom of God. If we align our lives with the wisdom of God, we will experience the favor of God. What does that mean? Favor of God. That's when things just go better, right? It's like grease on the wheel. It's like, you know, that squeaky door, and you put some WD-40 on it. It's like, oh, wait, that moves a lot better now. doesn't make any loud noise. That's the when we order our lives with the wisdom of God We experience the favor of God. When we put a little WD-40 on our lives, a WD-40, the word wisdom, (laughs) put a little wisdom on our lives, oh, wait, that moves a lot easier. Wow, my relationships function a lot better. My financial life swings a little better. My mental state is a lot better. I have a lot more peace. Wow, that works better. I feel like I'm under the favor of God. You are under the favor of God because you've aligned your life with the wisdom of God. Yeah. So he was like, I, I, I don't feel like I have any of the favor of God. You don't have any of the favor of God because you're trying to go against the wisdom of God. They go together. You can't do things your own way and expect the favor of God to abide on you. It doesn't work that way. If you want to sit under the favor of God, we, we have to sit uh, and order our steps according to the wisdom of God. And it's like amazing. It's like WD-40 on a, on a uh, rusted hinge. Whoa, look at that. I feel like I'm experiencing the favor of God. You are, feels good, don't it? <laughs> feels good. Favor of God is good because it's it's uh, and it's not hidden. The Favor of God is not hidden. It's open and available. It's like it's like the wisdom personified on the street saying, "You can have, you can sit under the favor of God. You just have to order your lives with the wisdom of God, and it's there. It's for you." Verse thirty six is a warning, though. You got to be prudent verse 36 is a warning though but those who fail to find me harm themselves all who hate me me who wisdom love death all who hate wisdom you must love death <laughs> that's what he's saying look if you hate wisdom you must love death because that's where you headed it ain't going to go well it's going that 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 uh, rusty hinge is going to eventually freeze up It's going to kill you man it's going to kill you but those who fail to find me, who find wisdom, those who fail to find wisdom, harm themselves. All who hate wisdom love death. Wow. Wow, that's strong, man. Well, we want to be those who uh, love wisdom. and obviously you do. That's why you're spending time this summer in uh, the Word of God and in the book of Proverbs, learning we we're learning together, man, this is so awesome. We get to learn together, get to experience this together, get to grow together we want to be in the council of the wise and we start by being people of godliness godliness having a relationship with god that's where the council of the wise gather they gather around the person of jesus and we want, we not only want to be godly we want to be godly and wise because it is possible to be godly and unwise we don't want to be that we want to be godly and wise we want to sit under the favor of god how many of you out there want to you want to sit under the favor of god like, i want to be under the favor of god I want to see good things happen in my life. I want to see fruit produced through my life. I want to see abundance come into my life. I want to see peace come into my life. I want to see righteousness and justice and fairness and goodness and graciousness and love just exude and permeate through my life. I want that. How many of you want that? Well, you know what we do? Let's, Let's go together. Let's go together. Let's be prudent. Let's go together under the counsel of wisdom. Because those who find wisdom find life and receive favor from the Lord. Man, praise God. That's what we want. All right, you guys know what we do. We, we, we read, we pray. Change the world. Time to pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you lead us down the path of life, a life that leads to abundance, a life that can be uh, lived under the favor of the Lord, under your favor. And so, God, we, uh, we take steps today towards that. Towards wisdom, towards your favor. So God, help us to uh, to to be able to, to be able to identify when there's a lie, when there's something that's unwise, and to to point it out and to uh, to depart from it. God, we pray that we would um we would be your hands and feet today. That we would be hands of compassion and grace and kindness and love, Lord. That we would help others see your goodness and mercy. Help us to be uh, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry today. Help us to uh, show others the goodness of your great name. Lord, I pray for my friends today. Whatever special issues, concerns, needs they have going on, I pray you would touch them and provide for them and bless them and encourage them today. Uh, And may they know it came from you and only you. Lord, we love you. Give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, you guys. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. You guys are awesome. Love you guys so much. Been rich, man. Reading through the book of Proverbs together today. Tomorrow we'll be back on chapter 10 as we con- or sorry, chapter 9, as we continue on through. That was a long one today, wasn't it? <laughs> but thanks so much for being on. If uh you need to reach out to me about the podcast, how God's touching you, what you're learning, how you're how you're being stirred, how you're being directed uh, even suggestions about the podcast itself. I'd love to hear from you. Bible study podcast, 2020 at gmail.com Bible study podcast, 2020 at gmail.com. That's the email address for the podcast. And, uh, you can give me any feedback there about the podcast. Always love to hear from you. Um, yeah, thank you for subscribing, liking, leaving a comment, all those good things. That's all appreciated. And, uh, I'm very grateful for all of it. All right, you guys have a great Tuesday. We'll be back at it tomorrow. We'll see you then. God bless.